0: Happy New Year everyone and welcome to the Mahita Mother podcast. This is episode 13 and today is the 11th of January and I'm going to be talking about ways to cull the crap in your life. I hope you are having a great start to 2012. From what I'm gathering, from what I'm reading around the web and just talking to people in, in my life is that everyone's really excited about this year. There is such a positive and uplifting vibe going on about 2012 and I think it's because 2011 was pretty horrible for most people. It's surprising how many people I speak to that said 2011 was full of quite a lot of challenges for them and maybe change and laying some foundations for a better 2012. So, you know, there's all a talk of the end of the world with the main calendar and a lot of people say that it actually means the end of a, an era a way of thinking and we're moving into a new world and with this positive uplifting energy I'm feeling I kind of think that maybe that is really the case and, and we're moving into a world where better things happen for us all and we become kinder, loving, dear people. I'm really excited about 2012. 2011 for us was a, a year of hard work. We just played full out with our blog. We we wanted to lay the foundation and we're looking forward for some exciting things to be happening this year and all our hard work coming into fruition and some great things happening for us. And already the year started off. Fabulous. I've been on a cleansing diet and have lost four kilos already. One of my goals was to do a travel writing course, which I've enrolled in already and due to do that in a couple of weeks time and some other goals are really powering forward and some really exciting things happen so 2012 is just buzzing and I hope it's buzzing for you please leave me a comment beneath this this podcast in the, in, on the blog and let me know what great things are happening for you already every day now on my fan page the Mahita Mother fan page I'm just posting at the end of the day just a little sentence fill in the gap to just let me know something great that happened for you through the day. I think so much of the time we focus on the horrible things that happen and we sit around and we moan and complain when really if we take the time to look at our day, there's really great things happening every day and it might be something small. For me, the other day I wrote that I danced the waltz with my two girls to Michael Bublé. It was a really happy time for me. only went for a couple of minutes, but we laughed and we we danced to a great song and had good times together. So I think it's important that we really spend every day thinking of something really positive that happened and celebrating that. So come along, hit another fan page, like it if you haven't already, become part of our community and I'd love to have you participating. One of my big, big focuses since 2012 started is to, to really declutter and clear the crap from my life. Was while I was lying in the hospital bed, if you haven't, if you didn't know, but around Christmas time I was admitted into hospital and had to have two surgeries. Unfortunately, the first one was not done correctly, so I had to have a second one to fix that. And I'm back to the surgeon actually today for a check because I fear, and my local GP fears, that they have not done the second operation correctly, so I could be going back in for a third, which I really don't hope. It's not life-threatening, but look, surgery. I didn't really, I've never had it before. It really knocks you around, and there is quite a recovery stage after it. I have to see a nurse every day, which is quite limiting to uh, my life and things that I want to do. But I am dead set focused on recovering and getting my health back. So it's something that I have to do. So fingers crossed that that all goes well with the surgeon this afternoon. And, and should I go in for another surgery, there get it right the third time. Even though this condition wasn't life threatening, um, it still put thoughts of darkness into my head. I mean, you're you lying in the hospital bed and you're facing surgery, and you can't help but think, well, what if something goes wrong? You know, what would happen with my children if if I was no longer here? I mean, I just couldn't imagine what their life would be like growing up without their mother. It would be quite devastating. So I thought, you know, there's too much that I've got going in my life that takes up my time. And it's not important stuff. And I needed to cull that so that I could put more time and attention into the important stuff in my life. And the three things that matter the most, obviously, is my health. The health has to come first. It's your number one asset. If you don't have this, you don't have life. And then you can't help anybody else. The next important thing, of course, is my family. I need to be be putting more focus and spending quality time with my family. And then my purpose, doing those things that are only contributing to me living out my purpose and moving forward with my goals. They're the three areas that I'm focused on and I'm removing clutter from my life so that I can get those done. running two blogs one of which includes a heavy travel schedule. I have a lot of work to do and a lot of that work has been taken up with things that have not been moving forward. I've began the culling and the first few weeks of this year have already being amazing, the things that have happened because I had more time to focus on the things that I need to get done. So the first thing I recommend that you do to clear the crap from your life is remove yourself from negative environment. Travelling for many years put me in somewhat of a happiness bubble where I kind of had this in impression or this thought about life that everybody was friendly and kind. I mean, when you're traveling, you're usually presenting yourself in the best light and everyone else around you is. You think when you're meeting someone when you're traveling, you're only meeting them for an instant or a moment of time, a very short period of time. And what you're experiencing together is something very memorable and very happy. So you're creating these wonderful memories with each other, with other people and all you can see is the good side of people. Now I I do believe that generally people are good, I really do believe that and I think that we turn bad or do bad things usually because of stress or challenges in our life, not because we're bad people, just because we can't cope with certain things. Travelling put me in this bubble where I really believed that this is the way life worked because mostly when people are travelling they're happy. But as soon as I turned back to the real world, especially when I started blogging, I was—I realized this is not true. I realized that people actually love to argue and to be negative. And it, it was really kind of traumatic for me because it was such a shock. It was not what I wanted. And I found myself getting swept up in that. And I think that I had this belief that I could help people to see that you don't have to be like this, everything can be great, you can change things around and and so I was I was getting involved in these arguments and things that was going on, thinking that I was contributing in a positive manner, but really at the end of the day I was just in there stoking the fires. I was just in there being part of it and, and that was that was contributing to it alone. I found this was taking up so much of my headspace. It was taking up too much time during the day getting involved in this not just the actual participating in it but when I was away from it and thinking about it and my head was consumed with it and because of that I couldn't do anything properly I've now left several communities where this was going on I had to make a decision that I just cannot put myself in these environments it's not the environment I want to be in it was driving me crazy I like to be positive and happy and friendly why because this brings me more joy, it it's, it's, makes me happier. It's not nice to be in a negative environment, it pulls you down. I don't like that, I want to be raised up and I want to raise other people up around me. Now that's not saying that I believe that life is always full of rainbows and that's it's always rosy and happy. No, because there's problems and issues in our life. I accept that, I have them every day. But we do have a choice, we can choose to be mean and horrible and bitchy. Or we can choose to try and solve our problems and look at the positives of it. And to still maintain a friendly and happy and kind attitude. Left those communities. I'd no longer get involved in them. I've culled all negative environments from my online space. I have taken away all blogs that I was following that that don't have that positive, inspirational energy about them. I've taken myself out of communities, and I'm doing things in my. On offline world as well, to make sure that I'm only, and I've always been good at that anyway, my friends are wonderful, they're uplifting and kind, so I've never really had to have to worry about that. The second thing is to shut down social spaces. Social networking, I love it, it's so much fun, it brings so much to your life and your business, but it can overtake your life a little too much. So I'm... When I'm working, I'm big on having as many windows open as possible when I'm working online. It drives Craig absolutely nuts. But for me, it's my way of making sure that I don't forget things I have to do because often I can't do it there at that moment, but I will come back to it. And if I don't have that window open, I'll forget. I'm I'm terrible at remembering things. Having those windows open also makes sure that I'm connected to the online space, which is dangerous because once that notification flashes at me, I'm I'm jumping over to see who wants to talk to me and I'm getting distracted by ridiculous status updates dates, tweets or arguments that I don't need to know about. So I've taken control of that now and I now close the windows. I check my Facebook at certain times through the day and I close it as soon as I finish checking it so I'm not distracted because if I don't see it, I won't go there. I get too busy on my other stuff and I'm productive again. And I'm finding that really very, very helpful. You can do other things, of course, by logging out. And I believe there are some tools out there, which I'm going to research a little bit more, that actually help to block you out at certain times of the day. So you set it up and you block yourself out and then you can't get back in, which I think um, is pretty cool. The third thing I do is forget about email checking five times a day. I mean this is ridiculous. I can't believe that I used to check my email so much. I mean, really, was I out checking the mailbox five times a day when the snail mail was around? No. Okay, it came once a day and that's all I needed. I didn't need to to stay connected like that. Why do we feel like we're going to miss something if we're not checking our email constantly? This has been really difficult for me to overcome and I've been really resisting this. I think I think I want to keep checking, I don't want to miss something, I just want to get good news all the time, which kind of brings a lot of desperate energy to that. And I don't want to be desperate. I'm changing this, I'm not desperate anymore. So I now log in every morning, I check my email and I shut it down. Now my email server is really you have to follow quite a few steps to log in. So in shutting it down I'm putting that in the too hard basket for me to check five times a day now, because it takes too long to log in So that's really helping me, and I'm really only checking it about twice a day now, in the morning and the night. Unless I know something really important is coming through, then I will keep an eye out for that. The fourth thing is to get back to pen and paper. The other day I went and sat outside by the pool on a beach chair. The breeze was blowing, the birds were singing, Kalara was playing on the bike and around the back. So I was spending some time with her and working at the same time. And I was using pen and paper. Shut off from the computer. It it is eventually extra work because you do have to retype it. But really it's not because... I was relaxed, the thoughts were flowing freely, my eyes weren't turning square, I wasn't distracting by the flashing neon lights of the screen, I was actually achieving more, and I was actually writing better stuff, and I had actually started a new e-book, a new book that I want to write uh, for Mahita Mother about uh, living an empowered life, so, you know, it was fantastic to put the computer away and work on pen and paper instead. So that's one way get back to basics, back to pen and paper, shut down the computer and do things offline. You'll feel so much freer and so you have so much better energy. The fourth one is to go to bed early. Okay, you go in the hospital and you realize that not sleeping properly is really not good for you at all. Having two children does make this difficult to get good night's sleep especially when you have a newborn who has, is doing much better at sleeping too than I am, I must say. But you need to make an effort. Now, I'm making a consistent effort that I'm in bed by 11 o'clock each evening. I make sure that I, when I go to bed I do read for a little bit just so I can unwind, just from a normal book, not from the computer. The more sleep we have, the more energy we have and the better we are to be productive. So getting to bed earlier is eventually going to help you be more productive because you're going to be able to think clearer and you're going to have more energy now if you're culling the crap of your life in other areas you're going to find that you will have more time to sleep and it's very very important that you do so. The fifth thing is to get up early and use that as focus time. I am an early bird I think clearer in the morning And I'm always keen to jump straight into work mode. I would always get to school about at least an hour before school started because I needed to to get that time to prepare and to focus because I worked better then. And I would always have to leave school not long after the day finished because by by then my mind was fried and I I couldn't be productive. Savannah's helping me to get up early. Getting up around anywhere from 5 to 6 each morning now. If she sleeps through, it's even better. I kind of get up a bit early. And I use this power time now as focus time. So I do the most important task, which is the writing and the learning. The rest can be done during other distracted times of the day. So the time in the morning for you, you might need to get up early and do some exercise or some meditation or something focused on doing. You can do in that power time and then you're going to feel refreshed and more energized to help you get through the day to do those other tasks. The sixth thing is to learn to say no. Last year I didn't say no to anything, I said yes to everything which was really very important because it did really help us power our business along but I've realized I just can't do that anymore. Too busy blogs, we have too much going on. I get flooded with emails, I get flooded with Twitter mentions, flooded with requests, flooded with opportunities and I just can't possibly say yes to all of them. So I'm learning to say no. I'm I'm singling out just the most important ones and the most beneficial to me my goals and just saying yes to them. I've said no a couple of times already, which is has really felt great, actually, and I've realised that saying no is actually okay. You don't have to feel bad about it, and good things will still come. Saying no actually opens up the way to the more important things to come to you, the things that have been getting overburdened by that the less important thing the next thing number seven is to start working on quality rather than quantity now this for me is in relation to my online activities. I have been going past week and I have been reducing the number of people that I follow on Twitter and Facebook and Blogs. There is so much of me that's really hesitant to do this because there's a part of me that feels quite rude about it. But I, I'm at the stage where I'm not having quality interactions, and that is what I need to be doing. I, I I can't be flooding just with numbers. What's the point of numbers? And I'm I'm a really big believer in blogging and social media and the value that it can add to the online space and to the business world. But the value of blogging and social media is that it's all about quality interaction. So if if you're overburdening yourself with too many people, you can't possibly give enough to those too many people. So I'm having to reduce. So I'm going through and I'm really culling the number of people that I follow. What's the point when you're following people that you don't have conversations with? That you're not really interested in hearing what they have to say. They're probably not interested in what you have to say either. And you're not getting any value. So I'm calling that. And it's making me be more aware of what I have to contribute as well. So I'm making sure now that what I give to the online space is more valuable and what people would want to hear. So I think it's very important, don't flood yourself with so many people to follow and, and interact with and keep on top of. You're only one person, you can only do so much. And you can't give, give, give. you have be pulled in so many different directions. It's not going to provide value for you or quality, which is really, really essential. So that has been a big focus of mine and it's feeling really great. I'm loving the fact that I'm reducing my obligations to so many people. Number eight is diet. I'm working on this a lot and there's some few blog posts going up. As I said, health and nutrition absolutely vital. It's amazing the crap we stuff into our bodies without even thinking about it. And we wonder why we always feel so sluggish and uninspired. We have to learn to start eating to live, not the other way around. You improve your energy levels and your productivity by reducing the fat and sugar you eat return to good old-fashioned eating. My diet at the moment is replicating the Okinawan race in Japan. They have the longest lifespan. They have the very little incidence of heart disease and diabetes. The elder generation, now the younger generation do sadly because they've been introduced to Western food. But their diet is mostly fish and vegetables, fruit and soy-based products, or plant food, which includes your grains and nuts. I've switched to this diet. In this diet, the first week we had two days of cleansing, where we just ate minestrone soup, and in the second week we had one day of that. I've been doing it now for about 10 days. I feel fantastic. My energy levels is amazingly high again. I feel light, refreshed, healthy, and the best thing is I've lost 4 kilos. That's just in 10 days. And I haven't been exercising. Now, part of this diet, really, you do need to be walking and doing strength exercises. And it also asks that you do things like laugh and cuddle people and be nice. What a diet. What other diets tell you to do that? But I haven't been doing the exercise part, obviously, because of my surgery. I haven't been able to do that, which is not what I like. I love my walking. I love my exercising. But right now, I can't do that. So just in 10 days, just from changing my diet alone, I have lost 4 kilos. Absolutely incredible. Now you might go, oh, 4 kilos in 10 days is, is too much. Well, no it's not really. I'm, it's, I'm not worried. I think it's fantastic. It's healthy. I'm, it just goes to show the crap that I was putting in my body. No wonder it got under strain and ended up in the hospital. So it's something to think about. Your diet is essential. Can't run a car without fuel. Good fuel. Number 9 is Declutter, we've spoken about this before, we all know how important it is, we read about it all the time, it is essential for clearing up your energy, so go through your possessions today, don't procrastinate, choose a section, you don't have to do your whole house in one day, choose a section every day and go through these things, I can only probably get just a cupboard a day, but it's working. Think about what are you holding on to. Now, I went through a cupboard the other day, which was full of my old journals. And some of those journals are really great. They're full of my travel stories, so I keep them. But one I pulled out was filled with the pain of my mistakes over the past couple of years. I opened it up and instantly wanted to cry. I had great sobs almost escaping from me and just so much pain inside of me. And I thought, why am I holding on to this? I'm holding on to this pain for some stupid reason. Why did I think that it defined who I am? I'm not that person anymore. That that happened to me. I made my mistakes. I learned I'm over it. I don't need to hold on to this crap anymore. So I walked over to the paper recycling and dumped it in. And I knew it was time that I released it and freed myself. And it felt great. And great things have happened to me since. Throw out your old pains and the things that you've been holding on to that, you, that aren't who you are anymore. You don't need to hold them on to it. You just need to let it go so you can move forward. Go through your things. If you haven't used it in the past year, I say the past year so that we can account for the full seasons. If you haven't used it in the past year, get rid of it. You, Let's be realistic, you are not going to use it again. If you have not used it in the past year, you're not going to use it again. Those things don't define who you are. There is no reason for you to hold on to it. Declutter, Get rid of the crap. So they are the things that I'm working on this year, having fantastic results, and I can't wait to keep powering forward with it. Let me know in the comments on the Facebook wall. Let me know how your are. Clearing the clutter, the crap from your life so that you can have a better and a more empowered 2012. Please leave me your comments, let me know. I get excited when I see the great things that other people are doing and how they're growing and improving because it inspires me and gets me excited about what's possible for me and for those around me. You make it an awesome 2012. I'm looking forward to spending the time with you. I'm really working on my head and mother. The past couple of days I've been sitting down and planning and trying to come up with a way to make it the best thing, best for you. Please let me know your suggestions because a lot of the time I feel I'm just fumbling around in the dark, not quite sure what I'm doing, but I am working on it and working it out. With the podcast, I'm looking at interviewing some inspirational people throughout the year just so that we can talk about... Uh, their lives and what they've done to overcome their challenges and and how they stay positive and empowered. So if you know of anyone that you would like to hear on the podcast, please let me know. It might even be yourself. You might have a story that you want to share. I'd love to hear it. Just let me know. You can drop me an email at com or you can leave a comment below or on my fan page. Have a great week and I'll see you again soon. Bye.